Hey, hey, hey. Hey. How's it going? Oh, you know. Yeah? I'll tell you. I'll tell you how I'm doing, You're going to tell, tell me? You Are you going to tell me all about how you're doing? I'll tell you about it. Um, I put oh, ham yeah, and turkey on a slice it. of bread. Some of the fun... <laughs> Onions and potatoes and sun-dried uh, tomatoes, beef tornadoes all the way from Barbados. <laughs> you know, sautéed mushrooms, sweet and sour pork, mm-hmm, veal so mm-hmm. sharp. No, veal so fresh it were delivered fresh by a stork. Delivered by a stork. White cheddar so aged you can't eat it with a fork. Sharp is the biting wit of contemporary satirist P.J. O'Rourke. Which I, I believe, even at that time, it was a stretch to refer to P.J. O'Rourke as contemporary. <laughs> a dated reference. Oh yeah. Although I, when I finished making it, I popped the cork. Contemporary in the sense that I think he still guests on uh, uh, that show, the the he's quiz not, news show. Wait, he's wait! Not don't literally tell me. dead. He's not. No, I didn't say he was dead. That makes him contemporary. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's he's contemporaneous. Look, look Pete, we both agree that P.J. O'Rourke is not a figure of myth and legend from the distant past. Contemporary? No. Contemplative? Yes, very much so. N- long, long ago, John, from long ago have we heard tales round the campfire of the trickster god P.J. O'Rourke and his biting contemporary satire. You know, in retrospect, his satire was never particularly biting. It was the rather mundane god and milk toast, if you ask me. P.J. O'Rourke skewering the liberal bromides. More of like the bonfire early, of the lamities, am I right? Early mid 1990s. That's P.J. O'Rourke, right? No, Bonfire of the Vanities no. is what's his name? The other guy. Embarrassed, I can't remember Wolf. right now. Tom Wolf. Tom Wolf. Thomas Wolf. I re- Tommy I Boy. Recovered. They I, call, I, I regained my him, composure. His friends called him Tommy Boy. Thomas Wolf. What's P.J. O'Rourke known for besides being on uh, being a bad judge on Wait Wait Don't Tell Me? Okay. Is he a judge? Is that what they do? I don't know. It's first. I don't watch the show. Yeah. For, okay. No, no, Except when Paula us, Poundstone is on. Neither of us watch. Wait, wait! <laughs> don't tell me. Let me make that very clear to our listeners, John. Well, you can. Neither no, you us, can watch the show too. Can you watch? Wait, wait! Don't. I tell mean, me? you can definitely go there and watch it. <laughs> go where? Is, wait, is wait, they have wait, an audience? Don't tell me, Chris, filmed in front of a live studio audience. Yeah, that's where all the I like not know that. audience sounds come from. Are the Okay, I've never a. I've never listened. You've, oh, you've to literally wait, never wait, listened tell me. to "Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me." B. Well, you I probably str- shouldn't. I strongly object to the notion that anyone is known for their appearances on the NPR quiz show. Wait, wait, don't tell I'd me. Say, I'd say I'd say you could make a case for Paula Poundstone. She's known for her stand-up comedy. C. John C. Is the audience on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, like, are they there for Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, or did they think they were going to see What Do You Know with Michael Feldman? <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> because I've definitely listened to yeah. What Do You Know no, they with went, Michael They Feldman. went through the wrong door. <laughs> they accidentally <laughs> en- ended up on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me with Peter they're like, Seagal. They're like, what's going on here? 
this guy isn't doing town of the week or thanks for the memos. This, Two routines I vaguely remember this from guy, What Do You Know with Michael Phelps. This guy isn't ad-libbing for 20 minutes <laughs> at the beginning of the show <laughs> while somebody fucks around on a piano. <laughs> There's so much dead air on that show. Trio? Well, all right. Uh, you know what, folks? This is a four-hour program or something like that. I, you know, there's going to be some. There's going to be some. Some. Uh, that was stretching possibly, out of time. Possibly the most half-assed NPR comedy program of all time. There's, there's no opening to the show. I think they just that's turn what's great the about microphone. it. They just turn on the microphones while he's already talking. Yeah. To the yeah. Audience. No. With. I mean, it's like. Yeah, half is probably generous, honestly. <laughs> that guy's got like a sixth to an eighth of a human ass was employed in the making of 20% of one Feldman. ass. Oh, oh, John. Yeah, wait, wait, don't tell me tries too hard. They try almost as hard as uh, uh, Prairie Home Companion. Mm. What do you know with Michael Feldman? That's like, that guy, that guy knew he was coming off the car talk audience. He's like, <laughs> yeah, they're probably not going to turn their radios off for another five hours. Oh yeah, if you're listening to car talk, you, you clearly have a broken, broken uh, station knob. I may as well just make occasional snide comments over a jazz trio. <laughs> uh. Uh. Yeah, you know, that character is based on Garfield. John, the truth of the matter is, I know this much about what do you know with Michael Feldman, clearly because I just listened to Car Talk and then didn't turn the fucking radio off. Yeah, clearly. So apparently it worked. No, did you know that Michael Feldman's character is based on Garfield? I did not know that, John, but I'd like you to explain it to me. It's on the podcast. It's true now. All right. John, I did, I did not have a follow-up. I'm sorry. You're listening to Being Jim Davis, Blood for the Blood God. Yeah. Blood God this week, played by Michael Feldman. Uh, today's, today's tagline by Fred. John, my name is Christopher Winter, and if you're wondering who I am... I'm not. I'm Jim Davis. I'm famous syndicated cartoonist Jim Davis. We've done so many hundred of these, I don't know. <laughs> I you could, no longer wonder. I no longer how wonder the opening, how the opening. I still will haven't go. found out, but I no longer wonder. <laughs> Chris, my name is John Gibson, and I'm Jim Davis. Glad to hear it. Today is Monday, June twenty first, nineteen eighty two. We're setting off into our fifth year of podcasting about Garfield. Setting off, setting sail. <laughs> the, the fifth year of being Jim Davis stretches before us. Glimmering what is into the, uh, the distance. F- traditional five-year anniversary gift. I feel like the first five years, you really don't deserve a gift or any notice from the outside world. Like, oh, you got through five years of marriage. Fuck you. Come back mm. when it's ten or twenty. That's serious time. That's what I. That's oh my man. Okay, Chris. It's wood. I almost said that. I was gonna fuck. Man. All right. Can we take that again? What I'd is like the fifth it, anniversary John. guest? I feel like oh, it's, it's wood. It's is wood, it wood, John. It's wood. Yeah, it's wood. <laughs> okay, that I'm didn't surprised, play as well. I'm surprised, surprised you didn't know that. I'm surprised, I'm surprised you didn't know, you didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what the sixth anniversary gift is? I'd like to. John, 
I have a two-part question for you, John. Yes. Part one, what happens at today's Garfield, the 1464th ever. Part two, what's the six-year anniversary gift? And also, could you answer those questions in reverse order? Chris, I'm very glad you asked me that question. I was planning to answer those in reverse order. Uh, no, what was the question again? Oh, yeah. Uh, what, what's the six-year okay. anniversary gift? It, it's listed here. And this is according to the Google results preview. Okay, so it's not Wikipedia. Okay. Of, so, uh, okay. Weddinganniversaries.com. I don't know. I can't read the full URL. I'm not going to yeah, click right. on it. But the sixth take anniversary it, it a grain of salt. is listed grain as of salt. sugar slash iron. Sugar? <laughs> slash iron? <laughs> I, honestly, I'm not sure like which part of that is more absurd. Like, mm-hmm. I, happy anniversary, honey! <laughs> Big sack of sugar. <laughs> one sack of sugar, one sack of iron filings. <laughs> oh, I forgot it was our anniversary, honey. I'll right, be back, right back. I gotta, I gotta grab some uh, iron smeltings or whatever the fuck. John, we we all remember we all remember Otto von Bismarck's famous famous claim that he would modernize Germany through sugar and iron. Mm. Fourth anniversary, fruit slash flowers. That one makes a little more sense. Mm. I think it's I think it's implying either or. Yeah, fruit and flowers at least go together. Yeah. Uh, seventh anniversary, I, copper slash like wool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these no, may these just be both. like competing traditions. I'm not sure. No, I feel like it's got to be both. John, when you've and been this, mar- this list only goes okay, go to on. the to the eighth year. That's as far as it goes. It's that's longer than most marriages last. You know, mm, not um, in today's modern. Yeah, John. Another thing I ask. Might I add, Chris? Millennials. I'd like to hear. I'd like. <laughs> John. Yeah. Oh, millennials. Okay. All right. You right? Were, you're, to answer your first question, uh-huh. which I think was about the Garfield, mm-hmm. uh, in the Garfield, uh-huh. in today's Garfield, rather, yep. uh, probably something about ever. food or hitting a dog, probably. There's <laughs> two probably like, in there. Like this. <laughs> this is, John, you know, I th- okay, to all the listeners who wondered... If year five is the year we would start phoning it in, <laughs> apparently not. Apparently not. Still going strong. I'm very excited yeah, about yeah. year five. A, John. apparently not. And B, I guess you haven't been listening like up till now. <laughs> year five beckoning us forward, John. Stre- mm-hmm. Like, what'll happen? I, this is such an mm-hmm. exciting time. The first week well, of a new year. Mm-hmm. Of being Jim Davis, yeah. you know, the first full week of year five. Yeah, what will happen? I'm all about year five, year five baby. of this podcast. Yeah, yeah. You know, we are on all a five year mission. I thought you were going to say five year contract. Mm. Um, this the contract we well, signed. Well, we got to we got to uh, haggle yeah. with the the network and renegotiate. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, Satan, the network, same yeah. deal. Satan, Satan. Yeah, the uh-huh. network of of the network. Satan, mm-hmm. MSNBC. <laughs> Um, <laughs> okay. I can't believe we got beaten by Up All Night with Chris Hayes. <laughs> that's his. That's the name of the show, right? It's following uh, tonight, following Up All Night with Chris Hayes. What do you know with Michael Feldman? <laughs> then being Jim Davis. <laughs> all right, all right. 
Uh, I know. Okay. I know. Three panels. I know. I know y'all are eager to listen to us talk about <laughs> about obscure NPR hosts and wedding anniversary traditions. But I, I think. Okay. I, Wait. No. Okay. Stop. Okay. All right. Stop. I'd like to hear this. Stop. Um. As you say, John, people are eager to hear of, hear us talk about uh, obscure NPR hosts. So I'd like those, to hear not you, that those are obscure NPR hosts. I, I, that's what I was going to yeah. say. I'd like to hear you rank the following <laughs> NPR hosts in order of obscurity. Uh. Michael Feldman, Peter Segal, and can you even think of another one? I'm trying. That's okay. I'm stretching to think. Right. Oh. Oh. Okay. 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 Shireen Marisol Mirage. Mirage. Yeah, I don't know Shireen that one. Shireen Marisol Mirage. I don't know. I don't know. What about Robert Krolwich? Okay. Okay. The thir- You may have Robert Krolwich. <laughs> you option. may have Robert Krolwich. <laughs> <laughs> Pat, I'd like to buy a Robert Krolwich. <laughs> They may they may have our freedom, but they'll never take our Robert <laughs> Krolwich. Well, John, um, John, the right to possess a Robert Krolwich's guarantees our other freedoms. Right, exactly. From my cold, dead hands. Okay. You'll pry this. He's Robert still alive, Krolwich. right? I think it's he retired, but I think he's still alive. It's hard to know. Like mm. I don't know. When you're no longer hosting a program on national public radio, is it even living anymore? Mm. Nah. Uh, okay, so today's strip is not about mm-hmm. food or dogs, it looks like. No. <laughs> or obscure uh, NPR hosts. Well, well, just, well, you know, you could make a case, I think. Disappointed that we haven't mentioned Leonard Lopate yet, but go on. I don't know that one. He hosted a show on uh, WNYC. I also haven't mentioned years. Away With Words yet on this episode. Uh, well, well, you know, the time maybe... There's still time. All right. All right. Okay. All right. Apophysis, baby. So, yeah. all right. So Garfield's uh, asleep, presumably mm-hmm. in bed. We don't see him. We just see the covered mm-hmm. wagon. Yep. That is Garfield in his bed. Mm-hmm. And who should be standing beside it but mm-hmm. uh, Normal? Remember Normal, Chris? I thought you were going to say WNYC personality Leonard Lopate. Host of the Leonard Lopez show, but apparently not. Hmm. No, that would be false. Yeah, fair enough. This is this is a Garfield. This is not an NPR reunion. This, well, it's hard to know sometimes. It's hard to tell the difference. Am I right? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. So nothing's re- nothing's happening. Normal's just standing there smiling. Mm-hmm. Do you want to take panel two? Sorry, I was. Uh, I was reading the uh, Wikipedia article about WNYC host Leonard Lopate. It's very boring. Uh, that right, that so did not answer two, my question. Nermal's there. I don't know if John mentioned that in panel one, but he's there. Garfield's looking out of his bed, just his eyes. Covered wagon style. Uh, covered wagon style. Nermal's thinking with his eyes closed. Hello, I'm Nermal. <laughs> The world's cutest kitten. Now, Nermal has appeared in Garfield approximately five trillion times in the past. In the past 1,400 episodes, yes. He and Garfield know each other extremely well. It's odd that Nermal is introducing himself like that, but whatever. Mm. Hello, 
I'm normal. The world's I guess he figured kitten. since Garfield is asleep, he should say his well, name. Well, now I've got to start again. <laughs> I know you do. Uh, All right, I won't interrupt this time. Uh, feel free. Okay. Hello, I'm Nermal, the world's cutest kitten. Here to do cute kitten things in order to charm the pants off your owner and point out how uncute you are. That's awkward. I don't think that's okay. It's not great dialogue. No, uncute? no, it's poorly worded. Uncute? This is clearly a first draft. Um, I don't God. think we need to enumerate all the ways in which this is bad. Um, no, we don't have that I think kind we of just, time. We can just we can just presume that it is and move on. Yeah, we wasted all that time talking about NPR <laughs> hosts. We really don't have time to talk about the Garfield. Hey, Chris, it wasn't a waste to me. All right. No, I mean I enjoyed it's, every it's second a, of it, John. It's not a waste until we mention Brian Lehrer. Mm, what about Tom Lehrer? Oh, well, it's that's not a waste. Everybody wants to talk about Tom Lehrer. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Okay, uh, uh, panel three. Still, Normal John, is gone. The camera has reshifted its focus back onto Garfield. Yeah. John, Sorry, what did you have to say, Chris? You're a millennial. Are the kids still interested in Tom Lehrer? Is Tom Lehrer still cool <laughs> He's, to the youth of I, America? I, you will be pleased to, to note that that Tom Lehrer is every bit as relevant as he was when you and I were kids. <laughs> also, I'm pretty sure most millennials are like pushing 40 at this point. So they don't know what's cool. Um, it's all about whoever comes after Gen Z. Zoomers, I mean, Chris, I think. You know, fucking Gen zoomers? Z are over the it? hill at this point. Whatever. Gen Z are Zoomers, and they're already over the I hill. I thought Zoomers were a different thing. I think Zoomers are Gen Z. In the last panel, Garfield thinks, I hate Monday. We can't see his face at all mm, anymore. No. I don't know if you but mentioned, but his eyes that. were poking out in the previous panel. I think I did. This is in keeping I think you with did Garfield's... Too. This is in keeping with Garfield's previously stated beliefs towards Mondays, so it's not a surprising it's not a surprising statement. No, no, we know from experience. We've we've been at this all, over four years now. Garfield <laughs> definitely hates Mondays. We can confirm his yeah. statement. We are we are we are uh, genre savvy. Yeah, it's not it's not a questionable statement. There's no sort of uh, unreliable narrator here. Garfield definitely does hate Mondays, John. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Confirmed. All right. And with that okay. bombshell report. Uh... <laughs> like you've been listening to Being yeah. Jim Davis. Being Jim Davis, the podcast that considers what effects that might conceivably have practical bearings we conceive the object of our conception to have. Please rate, review, and subscribe on any podcatcher but Apple Podcasts. Mm. Listeners, we do not grant you consent to rate, review, or subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Choose another podcatcher. <laughs> Thank you and good night. Thank you and good night. podcast was brought to you by the pitch drop podcast network like what you just heard support the show by going to patreon.com forward slash pitch drop and while you're at it check out pitchdrop.net for more of this and other shows